I'm Don Kennedy, your host of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. I'm an attorney, author, mentor, and CEO of a growing coffee company. I'm in this with you every single day. Thanks for joining me on the show that looks at all aspects of business from the mindset to the sales to the money left over at the end of the month with tips and strategies to help you navigate this amazing ride called entrepreneurship. Thanks for making us part of your journey. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. So today we're going to talk about evolution of things over time. So anybody who's been in business for more than, I don't know, two minutes understands that market forces and marketing and the way that things change out in the world will kind of affect your ability to be the representation you want to be in the marketplace. And I know that sounds a little crazy, but I'm going to let Susan, jump on here and and explain for me what she means. So Susan, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. So why don't you tell everyone who you are and who you serve? Sure. So I have made my career over the last 20 or so years as a brand strategist. And I started out working with lots of large brands like Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies, Across industries, I did a lot of work in food. Um, I've done a lot of work more recently in healthcare. Um, But over the years since I started my own practice, which is about 12 years ago, I have also uh, served a lot of smaller businesses. And frankly, I find some of the challenges and also just the interpersonal part of working with smaller businesses really a lot of fun and very gratifying. And you you know, the timeline between you having that conversation about what might you do differently tomorrow and that tomorrow coming is much faster than when you work with a large organization, as you can imagine. So in the last couple of years, I've really started to focus on how can I serve those small business owners or people who are thinking about starting a business um, more specifically and, you know, more mindfully put that as a, a big part of my portfolio of business. So I have a bunch of Ranging from you know projects to coaching, um, really working on helping people who are starting or running small businesses, um, and a lot of those people are women. Um, Maybe drawn to me because I'm a woman who started a small business, um, but I do work with some men. Um, and thinking about things like what should my brand be about? How do I position myself in the marketplace, and what does that mean for how I talk about my product or service? thinking about things like innovation. You were talking about evolution of things over time. So um, with regard to the brand, that might be if you've been in business for a while, you might want to think about refreshing your brand. Also thinking about innovation, by which I mean, like, do I want to change or expand the nature of my business? Do I want to offer new products or services to the same people? Or do I want to offer my existing products or services to new people? And, oh, by the way, as the world changes rapidly around us, especially in the last couple of years, how do I react to those changes that I'm facing um, and in in a sort of uh, mindful and profitable and growth mindset kind of way? Yeah, this is great. I, I think one thing is we think when we start a business, what we set out to do on paper in our business plan is what we think we have to stick with. And we don't necessarily give ourselves that space. And you refer to things as zigzag. Can you explain that and why this is important to keep it in mind? Yeah. So I'm a big believer in the zigzag, both in terms of how you think about your own career path and also how you think about your business if you're running a business, which is, you know, I think there's kind of a myth around, let's take the easier example of like, 
you graduate from college, you get a job, you stay with that job, work your way up the ladder. And that's like somehow the ideal career path. I think a generation ago, that was very much the the ideal career path. Now, of course, any of us who've started our own businesses knows that it's going to be a lot messier than that. But even for people who work inside of industry and stay sort of in a sort of employer salary job, I think it's much the world has changed. People's mindsets have changed. Um, and frankly, there's a lot of benefits to I'm going to have a side hustle. I'm going to launch a business on Etsy while I have my full-time job. Or yeah, I worked all those years for myself. For example, I worked all those years in consumer goods, but actually I now have some opportunity to pursue in healthcare, which I find really interesting. Don't know much about, but let's go check that out over there. Oh, and by the way, now I'm let me focus on smaller businesses instead of larger businesses and see if I can apply the tools that I learned in those other places to this new thing. It keeps it more interesting. And that's why I find largely, you know, creative, curious, interested, smart people tend to do a lot of zigzagging. And sometimes they come to me and they go, oh my God, how am I going to write my resume? Or how am I going to tell the story of my business? Because we used to sell hair products and now we're like serving the pet market, right? <laughs> and like, okay, it's okay. We're going to connect the dots because all the dots will connect. You just need to take a breath, look at the whole landscape of what you've done and who you are. Think about the underlying stuff like your values and the underlying stuff like this kind of tribe of people that you've accumulated in terms of customers and partners and cheerleaders. And where do you want to go? And then we'll build a bridge to where you want to go. So the zigzag, you asked me about what's great about it. So what's great about it is you're, when you're zigzagging and doing different things, whether it's in parallel or moving from one sphere to another and potentially back. You're meeting more people, you're having more ideas, you're going to be more creative and innovative. Um, I think it just makes for a richer experience, a richer person, a richer career, and a richer business offering. This is so important. And I love that you brought in this idea of making these mindful decisions, right? So we're not just picking something new and going chasing down that and you know deciding later on whether it is or isn't for us. I think what you're telling us as far as the evolution of things go is that it can all be connected, but we really need to be intentional about chasing a zig or a zag. Is that true? I think that's very true. And I think, honestly, what I have seen in my work with people is that the bigger problem is not that people are doing things without mindfulness or unintentionally. We are doing things intentionally because there's a reason why something captured our imagination and we wanted to work hard to go after it. It's more the step of like self-reflection to say, wait, how do I articulate, how do I discover and articulate what it was that made me chase after that? It was, I think, trust that it wasn't random, right? Like in very few cases are people doing things where they're just chasing after this and that and the other. They're doing it for a reason, and that reason may be related to their values. It's almost always related to their values in some way, shape, or form. And there's always a thread that carries through. But the trick is to find the thread because it may not be obvious to others, and it may not be obvious to you. And so there's a little kind of excavation process that needs to happen. So what do you tell people who are like, I have this vision for my business, and I've been following this path for a while. And I'm not meeting necessarily what I thought it was going to be. So I want to look at this over here. Do we adjust the entire vision or do we just like bring this into the fold? 
how would we want to think about this so that we realize everything that we're doing is, like you said, part of that whole evolution, the brand, the storytelling and things that it is all still wrapped up in what you're providing to the world. Yeah. So I've developed a set of exercises that I take people through and, and there's a version of it that I do when it's like a, an individual that's coming to me, who's like a sole proprietor or somebody who's thinking about starting a business. And then there's a version of it that I do with, uh, you know, organizations and teams, but the notion is the same. You first have to look at yourself, right? Who am I? What do I care about? What am I known for today? What is my experience? What are the things I really like to do? And what are the things that truly underlie my decisions? Like, what are my actual motivators? And then moving on into, okay, so what is this new group of people or this existing group of people potentially that I that I serve with my product or service? And what do they care about? And who, you know, what does their world look like? And what is it that they're thinking or wanting or needing when they might be interacting with me and my business? And then putting those two things together. So the first part is that excavation work that I was talking about. So you really got to know yourself first and why you're doing what you're doing and what it is that, you know, brings you to that, that desire to do what you're doing. And then you have to be, you know, put on your empathy hat and like, you're not just because people tend to come with one bias or the other, and neither of them is wrong, but some people have an easier time thinking about themselves. And some people have an easier time thinking about their audience and, but you need to do both. Right. You, you know, sometimes people come up with like, I see this a lot with like a technology product or like a new invention kind of breakthrough idea. And they're like, no, but this is so cool. Everyone should want to buy this. Like, okay, but <laughs> let's think about like the people who don't understand the science behind what you've done and don't necessarily like think the same things are cool that you think are cool. You need to explain to them how it's going to live in your life. I did a bunch of work for a light bulb company. And they were super excited about this like technology that, you know, even after working with them, I can't remember all the terminology, right? Like we, you and I don't need to know how the light bulb turns on, but we do care that there's light in our lives and we care about the quality of that light. And maybe we have different preferences about what that light is like or how bright it is or what color it is or where it sits in our world. Or maybe we want our light bulbs to last a really long time, or maybe we want them to be cheaper. So helping them think about, okay, you have this great new technology, but let's actually think about the people who are using it and how they would want to be talked to when you're explaining the product to them. So if you take somebody, let's say this light bulb manufacturer through this process, do you sometimes find that their audience shifts? And is that okay? Um, as they go through the process of discovery, yes, the audience might shift. I think more likely what I've seen happen is the audience grows. So, you know, maybe you thought that your product was just for adults, but it turns out it's actually awesome for teenagers. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, and I think that's great. That's called innovation and growth. I think that's terrific. It's also, I think maybe this was in your question too. It's also okay. If you go down a road that turns out to be a dead end, right? Like you launched an energy bar that you thought like nursing moms were going to love. And it turns out they don't want energy bars. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like, 
okay, so let's repurpose. Was it a problem with like the taste or something out, the price, something else about the energy bar? Or did you just have the wrong market and you should be selling this to like teenage boys who are can't get enough to eat because they're starving and they're growing all the time and this thing is high in protein, right? You're, those are, that's okay that, you know, you shift and, and pivot because that's life, right? Like we're change, change is the constant. Yeah. And I hear you saying that the the pivot can be an integral part of, you know, growing and figuring out, I guess, your next phase or your next step. And, you know, this whole evolution, as you bring this back to brand story, how does somebody go? You know, we thought it was this over here, but it actually turned out to be that over there. And it actually doesn't reflect poorly on the company, but it does maybe require us to change our messaging, uh, to look at ourselves know, again, holistically and what we were intending to do, you know, how do we marry kind of the way that we thought we were supposed to do things and the way that things are actually happening and be, um, you know, satisfied with how we are evolving and doing this? You know, I wonder how much frustration there is if you think it's this way and it turns out this way, you know, how do we set our mindset to be really open to these kinds of things happening? So I think there's, a bunch of things in that question. One is like, how do you tell the story so that other people won't be confused and they'll come along with you? And then the other is like, how do you stick with it and not feel bad about it? Right. And so I'll take the second one first, which is, I think there's another, one of those other myths that we all kind of sometimes stumble into, which is like failure is bad right? Like, oh man, I missed the mark. I I created this product and the people I thought were going to want to buy it didn't want to buy it. What do I do now? If you see that as a failure and you walk away, that's one choice. If you see that as like an experiment where you tested a thing and then you learned a thing, you learned that those people that you thought were going to want to eat your energy bar aren't the ones. Mm-hmm. And then you go, okay, what do I do next? Do I reformulate? Do I find a different market? Do I redo the packaging? That's like a growth mindset, right? That's an innovation mindset. And it's much more fun <laughs> to have that mindset. And also, by the way, if you're not failing, you're not learning. Like nobody, did you learn to walk without falling? Of course not. Like that. And and we, as we grow up, it's kind of like, you ever see little kids make art and they're so free and like their people don't look realistic. Their tables don't look realistic. They don't care. They're making these beautiful drawings and actually they're wonderful. Like an adult making that drawing, you'd be like, oh, they're so free. And then they grow up. I'm talking as the parent of teenagers. So I've recently watched this process happen, right? They grow up and they're like, oh man, I suck. I can't, I can't get the perspective right. You know, I can't get the nose right on that person. And I think we do this, right? As adults, we're so hard on ourselves. Like, oh, we made this mistake and it didn't work. And that means I'm bad. No, it just means you're experimenting. You're learning. Like, go draw it again, you know? And I think that's just very hard combination of things like our feedback from society, social media doesn't help, but to remind yourself that like the point is in the trying and the learning, it doesn't matter. Like eventually you will get to the good outcome where you're like, that was the one I hit it. That was the idea that hit, but it doesn't happen overnight, right? Like the overnight success story 
took 20 years when you actually read the backstory. I think you're absolutely right that social media can kind of cause problems with this willingness to keep an open mind and to evolve and to be able to take it where it goes. As you said, the zig and the zag, because social media gives us a snapshot of these people have only done these things and they've done X in 18 months or they've done X in two or three years. And you don't see what they had to go through, how many markets they worked with, you know, and that kind of stuff. So how do we keep ourselves aligned with what we're doing is what we're supposed to be doing. And uh, if we, I guess, believe in the product or believe in the service, I'm not quite sure how we give that weight to us keeping the path, even if it's zigging and zagging. And it doesn't look like our original business plan doesn't look like our original vision, but it really is what we're supposed to be doing. How do we trust? How do we do that? So the great thing about the answer to this is it's the same as the answer to the other half of your first question, which is like, how do I explain my story to other people? You tell the story and this works on social media too. Like vulnerability is powerful and attractive. Like tell your honest story, right? Like going back to the example of the energy bar that I thought it was for these guys, but now it's for these guys. Write your story, that story on the back of the package. Nobody thinks you're a failure. You come out with this great product and you're like, hey, we tested, we experimented. Look, we did this funny thing where we thought it was going to be for moms. Turns out it's actually for their teenage sons. I think people love that story because we're all living that story. You know, like the buttoned up, like overnight success is a little, makes us kind of feel bad (laughs) about ourselves. And it's not true. So tell your whole story and, you know, tell it in a way that's kind of fun to read and relatable. Right. But I think it's and I think that's also my premise. And I mean, that's my background. Right. Like, that's what I've done for a living my whole career is like, how do you tell the story of a brand? But now that I'm doing this, working more with individuals who are really running their own businesses it's like the beauty of that storytelling is that it does two jobs. It it explains the story, connects the dots, builds the bridge for your customers. And it also does that for you. So you don't lose hope. When you connect the dots and you see your story, you're like, oh, wait, that's actually pretty cool. I understand why I did all those things and how they all fit together. I can keep going now. I think that's really cool. So I guess my next question is, do you see some of this generationally where some people wouldn't want to tell the story of the misstep and they don't want to own the fact that it took longer than maybe they expected or that they think society expects it to take? So I don't know if it's a generational thing or if it's just a evolution as we age thing that I'm not sure. But I do think that Again, like I said, I'm a parent of teenagers. So like I'm looking through that lens. There's a time when you're younger where you are more insecure, right? About telling your story or looking bad or like having a blemish, right? And then there's a time later in your life where you're like, actually, I I know those things don't matter that much. I know people aren't judging me the way I'm fearing they're judging me. And so I think that might be a life stage thing versus a generational thing, but I'm not sure. I'm not an expert on the generations. Right. Yeah. I'm just thinking back even to like my parents would never have admitted that something took this roundabout way to get to 
you know, the conclusion that they were looking for. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if it's generational, you're right, or if it is a life stage thing, but as a business stage thing, I mean, what you, I think it, as you're pointing out, it could be incredibly important to embrace right from the start, all the steps that you took to get to, you know, the level of success or the audience you're serving or whatever, and really making sure that people understand that this is something that has been, you know, growing and in the marketplace and doing these things. And, you know, that does expand your audience, right? I mean, it, it brings more people in who maybe wouldn't have looked at you before because they thought a certain thing about you. And as you expand the story and tell them, no, 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 it was really all of these things here. Um, you know, I think that could maybe grow your market share. Yeah. And I think also as any business owner will agree, I think, <laughs> uh, running a business is a long game. Anybody who thinks it's like writing a book, which I'm writing a book right now. So that's top of mind. It takes so much longer than you would ever imagine until you have tried it, whether it's to publish a book or to start a successful, you know, profitable business. It does not happen overnight for anyone. I mean, maybe you can like, you know, do like a, some freelance work and get paid for it and that's profitable, but like to really start a business, right? Like to start a restaurant or a building supply company, like something that's, you know, you're going to have some employees and, you know, it's a complicated thing. You have to reach out and get your word out and stuff. It just doesn't happen in a month. And to know that going in and very importantly, to know that what you're doing, you're in it for reasons other than to turn the quick profit, because if that's the only reason you're doing it, you're going to get bored because you got to be eating, sleeping and breathing this thing for quite some time. So you better be loving the journey. And if you're loving the journey, then the destination is going to come when right. it comes. Right. And so you brought something up about employees. What is our responsibility as business owners who like have employees and stuff to share the brand story, to keep the messaging in-house and get people sold into where we've been, where we're going? I know you worked a lot with corporate and stuff. And I know working in corporate myself years ago, they didn't always share those things with us. And I think it was hard for us to buy into maybe the zig or the zag because we had no idea where it was coming from. Yeah, it's a great question. And it is something I think the larger the organization, the more they struggle with it for a variety of reasons. So that's like a bonus for a smaller business. But the answer to your question is yes, yes, yes. The whole team should be part of the story. And the whole team should also be part of like continuing to evolve the story because it's their story. But like when I do pro like on a, for a project, where the deliverable is, you know, refresh our brand and I'm going to deliver them a brand book with their vision going forward. I always put inside of that. And, and generally that book is like, you're going to share that with your ad agency and you're going to share that with your board and whatever. I always put in there, like, you're going to put, make some onboarding materials out of that, right? You're going to put some employee education, training materials out of that. Because you can't just... You, it can't be just one way or the other. The employees are, and I think this is also a topic that's starting to get a lot more buzz. You know, I think there was decades where we were sort of going like, it's all about the customer, which is not wrong. But I think we're starting to realize, well, hang on, without the employees, there aren't going to be too many customers. <laughs> and employees have more choices now. 
Um, so I do think that that's very important, um, that they be part of the story and part of the brand, certainly know what it is and, and ideally contribute to it. Right. Yeah. I think your employees are like your best ambassadors of what you're doing and how you're moving forward. And, um, I do think sometimes we don't take the moments that we need to, um, to sit down and above a team meeting, what needs to happen, but really where we're going and why it's so important you know, that you're a part of this. Um, you know, I think employees can have some of the greatest ideas sometimes that'll help with a Zegas app or driving your vision forward to maybe a new marketplace. Definitely. Because they're on the front lines. Right. Yeah. They're the ones who are going to be getting a lot of the customer feedback as well. That's true. So Susan, where can people find more about you and your business and how you support small businesses and individuals in finding their zigzag and connecting those dots? So my website is Susan Meyer Studio, but the easier to remember and spell is if you put in embracethezigzag.com, that will take you to Susan Meyer Studio. And I am on Twitter at Susan H. Meyer. Um... And on Twitter, I, I give a lot of like tips and inspiration about the zigzag path, about running a business, about all the stuff that we've talked about today. So that's another good place. And um, on the website, you can learn about, you know, if you wanted to work with me for a project or coaching and stuff like that. So we're going to put everything down inside the show notes. So you can go directly to the website and you can find Susan on Twitter. Thank you so much for joining me today. I think this is a topic. Um, that's going to be very impactful for people who have maybe been afraid to try something new or different because they don't think that it's necessarily like you were saying parallel or relevant, right? It's like, Hey, I do this over here and now I'm doing this over here and I just don't see it. And I, I love that, um, you know, you're giving people permission to not only do that, but to make a bridge out of it so that they can tell their story. There's always a thread. There always is. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. We really loved having you. Thank you so much for being here. All right. I'll talk to y'all next time on the next episode of the Profit Accelerated Podcast. Take care. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Profit Accelerated Podcast. If you want some more information about me or free resources, please visit my updated website, donkkennedy.com. Follow me on social at donkkennedyxo on Instagram and on Facebook at donkkennedymentor. I'll see you next time.